I'm Alec Lace. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Welcome, everybody, to Episode 73 of the podcast. Happy, as always, to be here with you. Thank you for stopping by. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please get over there and bang that subscribe button. You do not want to miss all the action that's coming your way right here on First Class Fatherhood. All right, guys, tomorrow is the 17-year anniversary of 9-11, which is very hard to believe. One thing that definitely stands out in my mind on that dreadful day where evil dominated the skies is the amount of patriotism that joined everybody in this nation together. Uh, It was really something to see. And unfortunately, it feels like we have kind of lost sight of that. I think many people even forget or could really care less that right now at this moment, there are men and women fighting to protect our freedom. But it seems like as long as we have a good Wi-Fi connection and a strong double mocha cafe latte with whipped cream, everything is okay. I have not forgotten that patriotism and I most certainly have not forgotten about the men and women who have truly sacrificed everything for this land of opportunity, freedom, and liberty. And continuing with my military salute, today on the podcast, I will have the honor of speaking with former Navy SEAL and very intense motivational speaker, Ray Cash Care, who has joined forces with fellow teammate and fellow first class father, Jason Redmond, to bring us the JR Overcome Show which begins on September 13th, and I cannot wait to start listening to that. And if you guys flip it back one episode to episode 72, you can hear my interview with Gold Star parents Karen and Billy Vaughn, whose Navy SEAL son Aaron was killed in action. You might want to listen to their thoughts on the anthem protesters and the disgraceful Nike ad because it brings a very serious perspective to the issue. And since I mentioned Nike there, I'd like to take a quick second there to point out that Nike, which is a company that's better known for the slave labor force of children that stitch together their $200 footwear. It is a company where 80% of the men on Nike's board of directors and management are white and 100% of the women are white. And the men outnumber the women three and a half to one on the board of directors and management. So maybe it is time that Nike turns the moral mirror onto itself. All right, I don't want to get into it any more than that. Uh, Tomorrow on the podcast, I will be joined by former Army Ranger and best-selling author Sean Parnell, who has a new book dropping tomorrow on 9-11, which introduces us to his new character, Eric Steele. And I was very fortunate that Sean sent me an advanced copy, and it was a thrill ride that I knocked out in two days. But we'll get more into that tomorrow. All right, so for now, I'm going to smack you with a quick spot on how you can get involved and help support the podcast where we are celebrating fatherhood and family values and where every day is Father's Day. So I'm going to hit you with that spot, and then I will be right back here with former Navy SEAL Ray Cash Care. I'm Alec Lace, and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. I cannot say thank you enough to all the listeners out there. You will hear a word from my sponsors in the middle of today's interview. If you would like to help me make First Class Fatherhood ad-free, please consider becoming a supporter of the podcast by hitting the link in the description of today's podcast episode. Welcome back to First Class Fatherhood. Joining me now is a first class father who served 10 years with the Navy SEAL teams. He is a very intense motivational speaker. He has appeared in films such as Captain Phillips. He is the co-host of the JR Overcome Show. He is a health and fitness coach and so much more than that. It is really my honor to say, Ray Cash Care, welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you uh, taking the time now. 
All right, let me fire off a few questions here. How many kids do you have, and how old are they? I have two children, sir. I have a 24-year-old named Michael, and I have a 10-year-old daughter named Nyla. Okay, what type of sports or activities are your kids into? Well, my son was into football, and then he transferred my son, Michael. Uh, he transferred into jiu-jitsu. Uh, and then my daughter is 10 years old, and she is three-time state champion in gymnastics. So a uh, little background about my children. My son, Michael, was from a previous marriage with my wife, and I adopted him when he was 14. He's now 24. And my daughter is mine, so, you know, he didn't have the parroting that he needed, so I, I stepped up to the plate, and I was gracious and honored to do it. And, you know, he calls me dad, and, you know, I still get on him like I did, you know, how all dads get on their sons. And uh, hopefully we're going to live happily ever after. Did you have your daughter while you were still serving in the Navy, or did she come after the service? I got out of the military in 2004. My daughter was not born until 2008. Um, I was doing some, we'll just say some security consulting work. So I'm still doing what I can, you know. Got a wife who's a stay-at-home mom, and we're just we're just trudging, trudging along. Okay, let's take a deep dive here. You had a bit of a troubled childhood yourself. Your father died in a very tragic way when you were younger. How has that experience affected the way you are as a father? Well, losing my father at a young age obviously, you know, left a, a, a deep scar he wasn't, I don't want to say he was a bad dad. He was my dad, but he was a very violent man. Um, he believed in solving problems with hands or belts. Um, I try not to hit my children. Um, I, I've learned from that. My, my wife is more of a disciplinary of the household. Um, I step in when I need to, but I don't know how it is with most families. But, uh, you know, I'm like I told you before, I'm work in progress. My children wouldn't be who they are. Without their mother, I, I, you know, I do, I do as best I can, but she is the foundation of this family of what we call teen care. So I wish, I know this is, uh, you know, we're talking about dads, but, you know, I'm, I'm blessed to have a wife who is, who steps up to the plate. I think it helps me do my job, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. And I'm blessed right alongside you there to have my wife. And we are still on the job training ourselves. And, you know, from growing up with a with a family the way you did, that it's very important to keep the family intact and, and not having that family intact can can really do a lot of damage to the child. And it does. It's true what they say. It takes a village to raise a child. It, it is. And, you know, like I said, with scarring, you know, I'm a little abrasive with certain things, you know, um, that I think men can relate to a little bit more. But when it comes to a little girl. Um, you know, daddy's little girl, you know, if you have anybody who has a daughter, you know, it's hard for me to, you know, I would never spank my daughter. Uh, I try not to ever raise my voice at my daughter. I try to treat her mother the way that I would want her to be treated. Um, but again, you know, it's, it's definitely work in progress. It's tougher with a little girl because, you know, with a boy, if you can relate, you know, he's 24. I've taught him he has the essential tools and the foundations to start his own family. You know, I, I, I know that he can handle himself, uh, that he's going to be a provider just like I was. With a girl, I know they say it's, the, it's not the same. Daddy's always going to worry about his little girl in a different manner. You know, you want to make sure that someone is taking over to protect her. So I have, you always have more to worry about with a daughter. You know, I have the frogman's curse of a daughter. And uh, it's just going to keep me on my toes uh, 
and keep me sharper than I ever needed to be. So, Yeah, I definitely hear that. I had my three boys first and then got my little princess there. So um, there's three dominoes that have to fall down before Pop gets involved here. All right, let me hit you with a little scenario here. As a Navy SEAL, you're obviously super observant. Uh, what advice do you have for the father who's walking down the street in the city or in the neighborhood and wants to identify any threats or potential danger to his family? What kind of advice do you have for us? Oh, wow. You know, that's a good question. You know, I've actually, my daughter is 10 now, and I've already taught her about uh, situational awareness. She knows to look for groups of people. I have already taught my daughter how to keep space, just like my wife. Um, I have a contingency plan for everything, so I have taught my daughter um, and my wife, especially when they're alone, about, you know, how to walk at night, stay stay in lighted areas, be careful with rounding corners. Um, my daughter and wife actually know how to pie corners and check corners, but they're doing this very indiscreetly. So they're not causing, you know, they're not raising um, awareness. You know, people are noticing that, you know, my wife and daughter look like they're conspiracy theorists, but... You know, <laughs> Uh, a, a good case in point, and I'll talk real quick on this, is in Virginia Beach a few years ago, we had that, there was kids playing what's called the knockout game. So I was teaching my wife to look for certain trigger mechanisms, kids that were coming up to you abruptly asking for questions. If you saw a group of people with cell phones and then a, a young man walked up to you because my daughter is 10 years old, and this is two things that I promise you. She still holds daddy and mommy's hands. And she always holds my support side hand when I'm walking. I'll leave it at that because, you know, I, I'm not going to get into anything else. But I'm always prepared. We'll leave it at that. And so is my wife when we're out in town. We have the paperwork that we need to protect ourselves if something were to happen. And my daughter knows what side to be on um, if I ever have to engage. We'll leave it at that. I'm watching how I talk because this is an episode on children. But... I will do anything, and I repeat, anything to protect my children and my family from the roots of evil that the earth has. Well said. Well said. Thank you. Okay, you've handled some of the most powerful weapons on the planet. I'm sure you still maintain an impressive array of weaponry in the home. How do you feel about having guns in the home, and what advice do you have with regards to gun safety with children? Uh, has your daughter already learned how to shoot? That is a fantastic question. Guns don't kill people. I want to make this very clear. I think uneducated people that don't respect the firing, the weapon system itself, and and these individuals and children that all they do is they watch a video game, um, That they're the kind of kids and, and people, individuals, they can even be grown-ups, that when they get behind the weapon and they don't respect it or understand it, that's where accidents occur. My daughter is 10 years old. Have I taken her to the range yet? No, sir, I have not. Am I going to? Yes, but um, we have, you know, biometric safes in the house. We have two, one by each of our beds. Uh, my wife has a Glock 43. I have a Glock 17 for home defense, up to a 45, and then I have bigger things in a safe. But my daughter has been programmed, and that's what I want to put out here. It's all about programming with everything that we do. You know, you can teach a child that a, a stove is hot. They won't touch it, correct? Yeah, Exactly. You can teach a child at a young age not to touch a firing weapon, and as they mature, depending on their capabilities and how their, you know, how their behavior is, then as a parent, it's our job to implement that education and teach them. Um, I plan on teaching my daughter probably in the spring of next year how to fire a weapon. 
some people go cash. That's insane. No, it's not. What's insane is is having something in the house if, you know, God forbid me or my wife left something around and my daughter didn't have the education and the know-how to know not to touch that. So as a parent, it's our job to teach our children. So I think the same case in point um, applies when you're talking about weapons. Yes, um, I do have weapons in the house. Yes, um, myself and my wife are concealed weapons carriers. Yes, my son is also, and yes, my daughter will learn how to shoot a weapon, not only to protect herself, but, you know, in the worst-case scenario, you know, we are a family. This is our home. If anybody tries to come into our home, they will be met with the proper punishment that would, I guess, that the situation would dictate. Man, it sounds, it sounds like a bad day for the guy who, who stumbles into your house there, boy. All right, it is now time for a word from today's sponsors, and I'll be right back with more of the action on First Class Fatherhood. Um, All right, let me use that to kind of segue into the school system. There's been a rise in school shootings, as we know. How do you feel about putting armed guards or cops with guns in the school system? Are you comfortable with that? I'm a, I'm a firm believer that I think we do need to have a footprint slash presence of, of whether it's off-duty uh, police officers, obviously cleared and uh, qualified ex-military, whatever. I do think that, you know, the school shootings now, you know, have seemed like they've almost become a fad. You know, when we were kids, you know, I'm 46 years old. You never, this wasn't even thought of. No one even thought of this kind of horrible thing. My daughter goes to a private school, a Christian academy. Um, You know, they've done what they can. I would even like to take it one step farther because, you know, we have all these active shooter drills for when shooters are outside the school, but when shooters are inside the school, reaction time no matter what. There can be no reaction time quick enough unless you have something in there to disrupt whatever chaos he's causing, as in, you know, if it takes us five minutes to get a reaction time, people could say that's a great time. But is that a great time if your kid's in that school? No. No, it's not. The quickest response time is to have armed personnel in there to detour that situation as it's happening. Um, I don't think we can be too cautious. I don't think there's no amount of money that you can put a price on a child. I know I can't, but there's no price that I would put on my daughter. You could offer me a billion dollars and say, we'll take a chance of your daughter being in a active shooter you know, situation, a real life, but in the chances of her being okay or 10%, I would tell someone to take a flying leave. No, there's no amount of money. We need to have individuals in schools armed to protect our most valuable assets that we have on the planet, and that is our children, our future. I agree with that. Okay, you're very big into health and fitness, as I know. What's some advice you can shoot to the working dad that's out there listening who's struggling with staying in shape between bouncing back and forth, between jobs, overtime, taking the kids to practices? Uh, What's a little bit of advice you could give us about health and fitness? You know, tip one, I always tell people, I have seven points of performance in everything I do. It all falls into the seven points of performance of shooting. And the one thing that I tell dads, I give them number one and number two of of fitness. Number one is, is you have to believe in yourself. And people go, well, what does it have to do with fitness? Well, I'll tell you. You have to make the conscious decision to try to get healthier, to live longer, in this case in point, to be a better dad, provider, husband, father, whatever it is. And then number two, I tell everybody, 
it's about prepping. So people go, well, cash, I'm always on the run. I'm always this. I don't have the money. This is what I'll tell you. I prep, well, my wife, not going what I'm blessed, um, preps all my meals on Sunday. You know, I, I tell every single person, whether you have to brown bag or whatever it is you have to do, stop going out and, and doing the fast food. You know, I know there's ways of doing it, but prep everything you can. Try to meal prep no matter what it is. Two meals a day. You know, you can take two meals a day to work and a, and a, a little piece of Tupperware and, and go out and buy a $60 thing of protein. And I guarantee if you're drinking a gallon of water a day, you will lose weight within a six-month period. I've taken individuals from 380 pounds and in one year got them down to 256 pounds. Wow. And for the first six months, all I had them do was prep meals and walk. We didn't start incorporating weights until that because he didn't have time. I can get people in shape if they're on the proper meal plan for a certain, an extended period of time. Ten minutes a day, I can get somebody in shape. Ten minutes a day. I know there's – all parents out there have ten minutes a day that they can put aside. Great advice. All right, you've been all over the world. What is your favorite vacation spot to bring the family? Yeah. Well, family vacation spot for me personally is Disney. <laughs> I love, <laughs> okay. I love Disney, and I love Disney for a multitude of reasons. One – um, obviously, it brings the families together. You know, when you go there, you just – whenever I go to Disney, I just seem to let the outside world go for a while, and I just – I turn into a kid for a while. Number two, um, from a security standpoint, they have got one of the most strategically sound um, lost uh, – amber alert, we'll just leave it at that, children being abducted plans on the planet. So not only when – you know, when you go there, you can almost I, – I, I want to say you let your guard down – and the, the realms of reality, but the reason why you can do that is because you know that they have all the underground tunnels, they have all the cameras. It's just a safe haven where I can take my daughter and I can become a kid for a while. You know, we've gone to a lot of places, me and my wife, and, you know, I have I have more of a good time at Disney um, than I think they do, you know. I can just relax. That's you know, awesome. I have to carry a gun. I can just, you know, everything is included. It's it's just a wonderful place, and it reminds me um, what my idea of a great childhood would be. <laughs> well said. All right. One thing that many of us dads are struggling with who did not grow up in this social media world that our kids are growing up in is kind of how to monitor this whole thing and stay up to date with it. I know your daughter is on the younger side here. She's not ready for all that yet. But do you have any advice for us on how um, we could kind of monitor our Internet access or the social media accounts with our children? I do. I, I, have, I have two or three pieces of advice. One, um, there's so many different apps and things out there that you can do to monitor your, your children's social media thing. I think you need to take time and you need to establish rules with, you know, obviously the platforms, a phone or an iPad. Um, in our household, we have, we look at our daughter's phone all the time. She's not allowed to delete anything without us knowing. And, you know, there are apps where you can go on and you can apply to see if they are erasing things. But I think the real problem or the real thing that can help with that is you just have to have a relationship with your kids, you know, with your child. And you have to explain to them that, hey, listen, you know, you have to explain things about social media and that there are people that are going to try to talk to them. Case in point, um, if that were to happen with us, my daughter, if she sees anything from someone she doesn't know, she just comes up and says, Mommy and Daddy, I'm unsure about this. We've programmed her to do that. There have been people that have asked her to be friends on things, some little musically or something that she did. Um, I read an article about 
someone actually being abducted from it, it's gone. It's it's gone. And what I do is I explain to my daughter that I'm not punishing her. I am protecting her. And she is at the age now where she understands, she's starting to understand that things are happening in the world that don't make sense. And she understands, you know, I, and I explain to her every day, why was daddy put on this earth? To protect me and mommy. So by doing that and programming programming her to understand and know that my job is to protect her, that when I make a decision or her mother makes a decision, it's for her own good. So I tell parents, develop that relationship with your child. I understand that there's single moms and dads that are out there and they don't have time, but it's all about time management. Okay, if I had to use one word with a parent, it's time management. Do what you can with what you got. Because I can't judge any parent out there because, believe me, I'm still work in progress. But developing a long-lasting relationship with your child of trust and and giving and taking, you know, is is huge. But yet you still have to have that, that firm hand when need be. Like my daughter knows that when my wife gives her a look, my wife doesn't have to spank my child. She doesn't have to, um, you know, threaten her to take things away. My wife can look at my daughter and she's like, I'm sorry, mommy, because through the years we've developed and we've taken that time to establish the rules, the boundaries, the guidelines of what is expected of you as a daughter and what our responsibilities are as a parent. And she's understanding that now. Key is key. All right. Obviously, Navy SEAL career is in the books here. What's next for Ray Care? What do you got working on? What's motivating you right now, and what do you got coming up? I'll tell you. I'm actually uh, getting ready to sign with Jason Redmond, a very good friend of mine, uh, colleague, mentor. Obviously, you know Jason. We're both fellow teammates. We were, we've known each other for 20-some years. I love public speaking. I love spreading the message about whether it's being a parent, whether it's being about a father. Um, I am called through my, you know, through my peers, the motivator, the educator, and the decimator. And people go, what does that mean? I love to put people through boot camp type exercises. Kids, parents, I don't care if you're three or you're 100, but, you know, I'm going to start uh, doing some stuff with Jason, and we're going to start incorporating PT because I tell people pain is fuel, and sometimes lessons have to be, as hard as it sounds, some lessons have to be learned the hard way. And I like to start that from a very young age, and incorporate that into kids. My daughter's a three-time state champion. She, you know, she has to she has to put out, she has to sacrifice. So what's next for me? A lot of public speaking. I just opened up a new website. We're going to be giving motivational tips. Um, I might be writing a book, um, and it's actually going to be titled Get Off Your Ass. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I like but, that. Um, and that's just, uh, that's some of the things that I have going on. Um, and I'm super pumped, and all while maintaining some form of reality with being a dad, a husband, a father, and, you know, still providing for the family. Cool. All right. Last thing I want to hit you with here, I ask all the dads who I get on the podcast, what type of advice could you give to the new father or the about-to-be dad that's out there listening? If I had to give any advice, I would tell them, find the time to make to, to develop relationships and quality time with your kids um, from a guy that was deployed for most of his kids being young you can't get that time back um, I know I've, I've hit on that word it's all about time management you've got to do what you can with what you got try not to break promises to your kids because um, you know they remember 
they're like elephants. My daughter can remember things from the from the youngest age. Make the time. And and if you know you're going to be a dad and you if you stepped up to the plate, definitely, you know, you have to make the conscious decision that you're going to put your kids before you because, man, let me tell you what, as soon as you hold that little boy or girl in your hand, your life is your life is never going to be the same. I know you can relate, but um, until you're a father, it, it, it's the it's the when my daughter was born, it was the greatest moment, the scariest moment of my life, because one, I had to grow up, and two, um, I'm holding this this creation that me and my wife created in their hand, and you know, the most beautiful little thing in the world. And from that moment forth, boy or girl, your job is to pr- protect and provide for them until the day they die. Awesome. All right, that's going to wrap it up here. I cannot say thank you enough for taking a few minutes out of your day to spend it here with me on First Class Fatherhood. Thank you, sir. I'm honored to be on. Ray Care. We'll be right back after a quick spot. Back to wrap things up here on First Class Fatherhood. I got to give one more special thanks to Ray Cash Care for giving me a few minutes of his time. That was awesome. Hit me up on Twitter and let me know what you thought about today's podcast. I got to say thank you very much to all the listeners out there that are continuing to show me support and really keeping this podcast going. Tomorrow, you definitely got to tune in. It's the anniversary of 9-11, and I am having a special guest, best-selling author, former Army Airborne Ranger, Sean Parnell, whose outlaw platoon is the stuff of legends. So uh, he's going to be here tomorrow. He's going to tell us about his new book, Man of War, which I had the advanced copy of it. Uh, a little make you a little jealous there. I had a chance to read it, knocked it out real quick, and boy, what a thrill ride it was. So please... Check that book out, dropping in bookstores tomorrow. And I will be here tomorrow with the author, Sean Parnell. So please come on back and take a download. That's all I got for you today. I'm Alec Lace. You've been listening to First Class Fatherhood. And please remember, guys, we are not babysitters. We're fathers. And we're not just fathers. We are first class fathers. Uh-huh.